Did you know that dogs have three eyelids? That's right. Each eye actually has an upper lid, a lower lid, and a third lid. This third eyelid has a variety of functions. It helps protect the eye, distribute tears, and it can retract to allow a greater field of vision. Whoa, three eyelids. That's like having built-in doggy goggles. Well, we're excited to have you guys today. Welcome to the Dog Moms. Dog Moms, Dog Moms. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Dog Moms. I'm your host, Amber. And as always, I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Chrissy. Hi, and I'm thrilled to be here. This is going to be such a great episode. I'm going to learn so much because you know who we have here today. Such a cool guest. We've got Dominica. She is the founder and owner of Dog Meets Baby. She's here to talk all about the successful introduction of your fur baby to your human baby. And Amber, I think this is a great topic for you. That's right. I'm so excited for this, Chrissy. I have followed her page for such a long time because as a new mom now, I had a lot of prepping to do. So parenting can be a huge balancing act, especially being a dog mom and a human mom. So Dominica is like the expert about this. So I'm really excited to talk with her. And this is such a great opportunity to officially congratulate you on the Dog Moms podcast for your newborn, Riley. I'm so thrilled. I want to pick your brain. I know we've talked a little bit in the, you know, because we're friends and we text each other all the time, but I can't wait to hear and share this with everybody else who's been listening in. So how's it going? I know it's been a while, guys. I have a baby now. How weird is that? (laughs) It's very weird. Not only a dog and cat mom, but now I'm a human mom too. And it's going well. I'm not sleeping much, I will say. Um, he's worth it. I keep telling myself he's worth it. He's so sweet. He's so cute. And then, you know, when I'm when I'm not sleeping. But it's going really well. I do want to say, though, that kind of in – in what I don't know what the way to put this is. But in – gosh, I can't think. Mom brain. My gosh. All right. Um, in perfect it's a harmony. True moment. I know. In perfect harmony with today's episode – the greeting with my dogs did not go exactly how I thought it was going to. Um, and we did a lot of prep, like a lot of prep. I did things where introduced them to all different equipment. I introduced them to baby sounds, to a doll. We started having them sleep outside of our room. We started gating them behind things. And so the dogs have been prepped really well. And we were actually more nervous about how the cats would react than the dogs. Um and I will say that when I was actually introducing my dog Whiskey to the baby sounds, I got a little bit nervous about how uh, excited she was about the sounds because they kind of sound like squeaky toys when they, oh, you know. Yeah, they do, don't things. they? So like That's I would right. put the baby doll inside of like a bassinet and then play baby sounds and she was like obsessed with it. So oh. it kind of kind of got me a little bit nervous, but we right. did a lot of work with it, which we're going to talk a lot, a lot about in this episode. Um, and when I brought baby Riley home, my dog Oakley, who's usually the most passive guy in the world, was actually like over the top excited. And wow. it took, took like four or five days for him to actually like be calm when the baby was mm. in the room. And I wasn't Was he just like that. nose pushing and like stuff like that? So he just like really wanted – and he did this when we brought our kittens home too. He wasn't acting like he wanted to hurt the baby, but he was just like – whining every time the baby was around and then if we were holding the baby he wanted to like push his face in it and and, like Mm. stick his nose in his face um and he was just like very whiny he would try to jump up to greet him as well um Mm. and so he was just overexcited which I didn't expect from Oakley like you know Oakley I know Oakley he's not usually like in a chair and he chills he's He's super chill he's usually like a chill super calm guy but with the baby he was 
really excited. And so it was mm-hmm. really lucky that we had the gate and we had lots of things in place. Um, but it took, it took some time to kind of adjust him to having the baby around. And every time the baby would cry, all my dogs would come running to see if the oh, baby was okay. How interesting. Um, yeah. So it was something that like, you know, you can prep as much as you can, but then things aren't always the way you expect them to be. And I think that's why having Dominica on the show, is going to be so helpful because I think that happens to a lot of people. Right. And just like the preparation and all that involved. Well, I think that this is like such a great moment to bring our guest in because I think that that's, you know, we have, this is going to be one of the most powerful episodes to families out there. And whether you are having a baby or you already have a toddler running around, I think that at least what you've heard, Amber, and what you've seen is that she's going to be the one that's really going to help you. Yeah, absolutely. And even if it's something that you think is in the horizon in the future, this is these are things that like it doesn't hurt to know. And it's only going to help you to learn and to share with other people. Um, and that's something that like before we were even going to have a baby, I was sharing her content because I know there's people out there that need to know this stuff. And so I'm really excited to have her on the show today. Yeah. So let's get into it. Now, before we dive into today's episode, let's get to know our guest a little bit better. Meet Dominica Nosada Pato, a dedicated certified dog trainer and the brilliant mind behind Dog Needs Baby. Dominica founded her organization with a single goal in mind, to facilitate seamless and safe introductions between new parents and their furry family members. With a background in animal psychology and years of hands-on experience, she's developed a comprehensive program that has helped countless families in creating a loving and stress-free environment for both babies and dogs. She's an advocate for responsible pet ownership, and Dominica believes that harmony between pets and people is more than possible. It's essential. So if you've ever wondered how to navigate the complexities of a growing family, you're going to want to stay tuned to this episode and hear what she has to say. Well, hi, Dominica. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here. And you are just like the dog and baby expert. And you're also a fellow dog trainer. So we're both really excited to talk to you, especially since I have a baby now. He's no longer in my belly. <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, Thank I, you. I, knew, I knew about it. I've been, yeah. following, I've been following you on, on Instagram. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Oh, that's awesome. So I wanted to kind of like jump off this before we kind of get into your whole creation that you've done with Dog Meets Baby. I kind of wanted to start off with what started and what inspired you to create it because I know it's a really important topic and also like it's really it's really interesting story as well. So would you be able to tell us yes. about that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I, I have two kids. They are twins and they were born well, seven years ago now. Twins. I don't I don't envy you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really remember the first three months. Like, it's, like, it's like a fog. Yeah. But we survived. We survived. And um, so what happened, I have a yellow lab. You know, she's, um, she's she'll be 13 this December. Wow. She was five um, back then. And um, she's sweet and um, she wouldn't hurt a fly and Mm -hmm. she's very well trained and very well prepared and I thought I did everything right and I think I mostly did I mean I know I mostly did but what I didn't know at that time even as a trainer I didn't know that a dog could have such a strong predatory reaction to newborns Mm. I mean I've heard of this but it was really 
it, it, I didn't really register. I didn't really plan for this. So when Lola came, so my, my kids were, um, I had a C-section. Then my son needed some NICU time. So when we finally, all the, both kids and, and, and the parents, we were home. She was with a sitter. Um, with her dog walker. So it was someone that she knew. She had plenty of fun there. So she was definitely not stressed. She was well exercised. And when she arrived, um, the kids were in the crib asleep. So, and then, you know, we opened the door. We, um, she, we said hi. And then we let her off leash. And I remember seeing it. Like, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to meet my babies. And I'm like, what is it? Like, I, I see her hunting, like, you know, and wow. it's just, it was just so, of course it was super fast, but I, you know, I had this thought like, like, you know, by that, and then luckily they were in the crib. She just went after wow. them. Like she oh thought they goodness. were, they were kittens, right? Like, like yeah, I, brought, wow. I brought home some prey and I think one of them could have moved. I, you know, I don't remember. It was They're like, making different sounds. So yeah. Maybe one of them made a sound, but she just noticed them and she just went, like, you know, she just, she's like, she she was laser focused, just hunting, right? Like that that position, like, boom. Right. Like it's a squirrel. It's just like a little squirrel you brought in the house. Mm -hmm. Yes. And of course, you know, she, she chases squirrels as many dogs do. It was, you know, it wasn't something that she's never killed a squirrel. It wasn't like my dog was like one of those that has been killing bunnies and rats and cats right and left. So I wasn't really that concerned. And plus, I, you know, I, I, I really didn't expect it. And yeah, it was, it was horrible. And, and to be honest, I, I didn't even like, I saw it and I was like, oh, I was going to ask, did you even like, as a dog yeah. trainer, did it, did you even register what was happening at first? Because no, I can imagine no, like, that was the furthest first. thing from your no. mind. No, I mean, I saw it, but I was like, I, I'm, you know, I was like, I was like, you know, like, like, this is not good, obviously. Right. right. But it, you know, like, okay, that's just the first, the first reaction. And we we put we left the leash on. I think she had the leash on. Um, so you know she had the leash on, and then she was still around. We didn't quite separate her right away. And then I had my baby. One of the kids was on the changing table, and mm-hmm. she just goes for wow. you know I don't know if it was my daughter or my son. And I was like you know after the C section. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god! You can't you can't physically right? do I, that. I grabbed her. She's sixty pounds. Like oh I, my god! Like she she didn't grab the child. Like you know it was just like yeah. I I was I was standing in the way. She just kind of like went up. And I just grabbed her and I was like, we put her in the crate and I'm just like sobbing and telling I my I cannot husband, even like, imagine like the stress that you were dealing yeah, with. You as wow. a new mom, you can definitely, you can definitely relate, right? Like it's just like, and, but you know, the main thought was like, she's my baby. Like I, I cannot rehome right. Lola. And I'm like telling my husband, we cannot rehome her. But I'm at the same time, like she's like, you know, she's she's out to get them right, right? Like, i mean like, then you're wondering like is she even safe to be around I them at all she wasn't that wasn't safe she it was absolutely not safe i knew it i knew that i knew then back then that it wasn't safe you know after the second time and she was not responsive she's so well trained she was not responsive oh, to food wow. not not paying attention to me at all she's just mm. fully locked in at that she point. was fully locked in she was Ugh. just like out like she was absolutely not registering that those were children she was like you brought home kittens or squirrels like I'm, Jeez. you know, I'm just, I'm hunting. She was hunting. Yeah. She was, she spent the whole night standing in her, like, you know, we, like we put a, um, we put her in a crate 
and an exercise pen, right? Like I was, and we lived in one Extra bedroom. Extra cautious, yeah, you, wow. Right? Like one right. bedroom. So it was like, right, right. I couldn't oh even create enough distance. That was the worst part. I really couldn't. Yeah, so because it's so she, tight. Because, yeah, because it was so small. So it was, she just was like the whole night she was up standing there locked like you know wow. like just, just focus and like every single movement <laughs> so the next wow. day she went back she went back to her dog walker uh, <sighs> because i was like you know i was i was devastated i was like this is not good like like i just need time what are you supposed to do, to do right and, you know and i was of course i was i was barely you're not sleeping and i and my son was in the NICU and you know we had so many medical appointments still like pretty much every day someone either was coming or we had to go to the hospital or to yeah the that's clinic. a lot it was a lot right like two kids it was just like you know we were we were still figuring it out it was just like a lot so she, she went back to the dog her. I was like, just take her. Like yeah. I need time. No, right? you do. Then, you need to then, figure it out. Yeah, I just I, I I couldn't really think like what what we're going to do now. But then you know like she I knew that she was well prepared and she was she she has always been great with little kids like infants. Mm-hmm. Now what she she has not been around newborns, which is you know I something. It's it's hard, right? Like most it's hard adults, to it's hard to find volunteer newborns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like most people are not going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, introduce your dog to my newborn, right? Like right. let's see yeah. how it goes. Like most people are not going to do it. And you know, I I tell people like if you have a newborn, don't bring guests with their dogs. Like mm-hmm. like that's specifically what I tell them because we never know, you know, how a dog might react. So I actually tell them like not to do it. So most people are not going to meet that like and my kids were also um they were born early so they were smaller extra so tiny that, that was yeah. another thing you know and there were two of them and they were extra tiny so it was just like and they mm. were i feel like the um they were early term so not preemies but i, I really feel like they were still making different sounds mm. than like a full-term baby right like if, right, you know, because right, i could right. see how it was changing like a month later they it was very different yeah uh, so the sounds that they were making. So back then it was they were really tiny and like squealing there and and moving. You, could, you <laughs> and couldn't have anticipated any of that, really. No, yeah. no, no. And you know, but I, what I realized is like what I tell people now in my in my first meeting course is that give yourself and your dog time when your dog sees the baby because if you're going to see what yeah. i saw that's that's it right like we're not going to say hello that's yeah. the moment when we stop it which is something that i have not done so i really you know it's, it's okay if the dog is curious it's okay it's okay if the dog is sniffing you know maybe like whiny a little bit just kind of or, or disinterested mm-hmm. but if at that point the dog lunges and barks you yeah. know like like out of fear or the dog starts hunting that's when we are not <laughs> continuing. So yeah. that's something that I I really want people to understand. And of course, making sure that we don't put that car seat on the floor. Right. And, yes. let them <laughs> and run up to them. them. Yeah. yeah. You know, like so many people that do it, right? Like car seat on the floor, like oh two big goodness. dogs, no collars. And well, they just see all these videos, which I was telling my family members when we, when we brought the baby home, cause I have three dogs and two cats. Yeah. And so I had like a lot of introductions to do and everyone's like, you know, you want that cute, like, Oh, first time meeting video. But like yes. our, first, our first time meeting was not cute because they were behind barriers and yeah. I didn't allow them to even like greet the baby until like three or four days later because yes, I wanted them okay. to be around the baby. Cause they were, they were very interested. And so I was yeah. like, no, sorry, like we're not doing the meet cute. You're going to yeah. get accustomed to being around it before I 
even let you near their face because I didn't know what they're going to do. Even if they're like licking and getting all in his, his face, I, I didn't think that was an appropriate, you know, behavior I wanted them doing. But the reason why I am aware of these things, a lot of it is because of the stuff that you share, which is like so, so important. But um, back to kind of your start, did, how did you end up, I guess, progressing from, you know, you sending your dog back to the dog walker? Like what was your next step yeah. that you did? Uh, well, so I, you know, I want to, I want to say that it's like, I don't want people to really, uh, like if something like this happens to anyone, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, she said it on the podcast, right? Yeah, so no, that's like, a really, I'm glad you made Right, right, right. So I kind of like, I try not to really go into too many details because there is a lot that goes into it. And yeah. at this point, if your dog has this reaction, you really need to work with a trainer, right? right? Like, and, oh, and you just like, because- so everyone keep that in mind. That she, <laughs> she is a trainer, so she is the most qualified to person to be able to deal with this situation too. Yeah. So, but the things that I can share, right, that would be more universal is that you really want to introduce, like you want to start having your dog around your child in a very neutral way, right? So for mm-hmm. us, because we didn't have a big house, so that was outside. Luckily, you know, I lived in San Francisco at that time and January, mm-hmm. it was January, it was fairly nice so it was doable like it wasn't like you know because it's if it's like minus <laughs> five right oh, no or, <laughs> and then uh, it's so not you, may, you may not be able to do it if you if you live in um you know like in, in a place where it's cold in winter like really cold uh so um and then the things that you could also do is like really letting the dog because they the dogs want they want to smell and mm-hmm. but of course I'm not going to let my dog that just had this reaction smell Absolutely. the child. But you can let them smell. Of course, there is scent on you, but really letting them. I call it sniffari. Just go on a sniffari, like like That's let so the dog cute. inside, right? Like go like in the room, nursery. I mean, the whole up, really the whole house, the whole apartment, the whole condo. Let them go everywhere and sniff at their pace. Mm-hmm. Like really get that scent in. Right, so they they can really like get saturated with it in in like you know that's the, that's the safe way you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are like multiple steps, of course, but it's just like really you know like you really want, you don't want to rush anything. And I have to I, I can tell you from my experience and um, people that I have worked with who had a similar situation, it's hard. It's really hard to trust your dog after something like this happens. Sure, even I can you, only imagine. Yeah, even if, you know, she was fine, like, you know, a few days later, like once she was home, I could see that she was like, oh yeah, you, th- those are kids. No. Yeah, wow. right? It was like kind of like, she was totally like, like, you know, the normal self. Like absolutely zero, nothing. But to me, that was like, no, 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 no. Babe, her drive kicked <laughs> in, her, her like primal drive kicked in and because they're animals at the end of the day. And I think people sometimes kind of make their dogs almost seem like people, but we forget that they're animals. I mean, I have well-trained dogs here, but you know, there's so many times I'm like, I tell my husband like, nope, they're going to have to be crated when X, Y, Z because they're dogs at the end of the day. And if I'm not there to mitigate it, I don't want something to happen while I'm not around. And it's like, he's like, it's, it's Beasley. What's he going to do? And I'm like, that's when something happens. (laughs) Yeah. And I have a yellow lab, like, right. It's not like I have like a classic friendly dog. (laughs) Everyone. When I shared this story with people who knew, who know or knew Lola well, everyone was shocked. Like Lola, Mm -hmm. Lola, like she, you know, she's like, she never gets into dog fights. She's very, generally very submissive. She always wants to like, like, you know, she wants to like, go, go say hi to everyone and just super friendly, great with small dogs. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's, that's really wild that you had that yeah, reaction. Like, you know, like the sweetest dog. 
I mean, yeah. it's it really goes to show that, like like Chrissy said, they are still animals. So, I mean, with that yeah. being said, are there are there like as a consultant for specific, you know, this specific topic of dogs and babies, are there a lot of common misconceptions that people seem to have when it when it comes to introducing their dog to their babies that you're seeing? <sighs> you know, I mean, the one that's like the this like number one myth that like it's almost like a guarantee to many people. Like if I bring an item from the hospital and my mm-hmm. dog smells it, then that fine. means that we're fine, right? Like yeah. everything is going to be great. Right, right. All you need to do, just bring some items from the hospital, let them smell it. And I don't have an issue with that. You can do it, whether it's going to work or not. Well, yeah. one time, probably not so much, but it's just, um, you know, it's just like the fact that people think, oh, this is, you know, I did what I needed. That's mm-hmm. what worries me. Um, right. And of course, you know, like the the letting the dog full, like giving the dog full access to the yep. baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I love see baby gates. Every single video when there is this dog sniffing, like after a few seconds, of course, they are going to sniff longer. Mm-hmm. The parent pulls the dog mm-hmm. off the baby or away from the car seat. And that's not safe either. And it's every mm-hmm. single time they're like pushed away. And it's just like, oh, and I'm like, or the two dog heads. What if they get into a fight? Like to me, this like blows my yeah. mind. Like, what if they get know? possessive over the baby or anything? They can. You just don't know. They can. They can absolutely mm-hmm. get possessive over the baby. This is actually way more. I I didn't know until I started dog meets baby how many dogs get into fights. Right. Over the baby. Oh, like you know, it's just oh, it's over the baby or wow. when the That's baby terrifying. Arrives, right? Oh my goodness. It's or when the baby that, starts moving, you know, like the, the well, whole, that, that's like, like yeah, that's another yeah. step. But it's that's, a lot of times <laughs> a whole I really other think, world. I think it's really the stress of the change, right? Like it's like, like it's for many dogs, it's the baby. Yes. It's, you know, it's, it's a novelty and, and to, to many dogs, it's the, um, they are stressed about it, right? Like mm-hmm. the baby having the, like having baby at home is stressful. But the next thing that is very stressful is that the, the things have changed. And you, if you have not prepared your dog for this, like the simple one will be like, you know, the dog used to sleep in the bed with the parents and now, yeah. they, you know, they, they thought that they were, they were going to continue. Now, one of the dogs growled when they brought the child from the hospital. Now the mom is in the bedroom, barricaded and like, I cannot yeah. have the dog here because this dog is going to like hurt my baby. The mom is crying. The dog is howling and barking and scratching. The baby is crying. And it's like mayhem. Yeah. Right? And it continues. Now the dog is stressed because the dog was kicked out of the bedroom and probably spends a lot of time isolated. This is what affects them much more than the baby. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure people don't even think about that. I mean, majority of people, I know that I certainly realized and I cried about it a little bit that I was not going to have the dogs and cats in my room anymore. But, you know, a few months earlier, I had started separating them and putting a gate downstairs. So by the time baby yeah. was here, they don't expect to come in the room anymore. But that's yes. something that we do, I think, as new parents think about that initial greeting, but we don't think about all the different changes in their life yeah. as well. Like going on a walk is going to look different now. And yes. so there's so many little things that I think that we don't realize. And would you be able to give our listeners some examples of common things that maybe new parents might be missing besides just introducing the baby or not sleeping in the room? Are there any other things that 
Or some things that they could put in the room or put in the house. Like I know for me, the one first thing I did was like multiple baby gates and that was a blessing. So I had safe spaces. They had safe spaces, but we still could kind of feel like we were together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very much, very much this. I really think that many parents, like especially when you're pregnant, it's so great to cuddle with your dog, right? It's (laughs) just like you spend this time together and it's just... Your dog, I mean, so many people, every time I ask for pictures or videos, like dogs on pregnant bellies, mm-hmm. this is when I'm flooded. It's like, I get like, <laughs> I get like a few thousand of them. Wow. Like, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Like, this is wow. what people love to share, right? Like, it's just like probably number one thing that people really love to share, which is, you know, I, I, I get it, of course. So now, but this, if this is, you know, and some dogs get become very clingy during this, during the pregnancy. So if you do this, like for, for nine months or let's say for like six months and then the baby's born and it's like, it's not even that you have to like, you know, like your dog, maybe your dog can be around, but they cannot really stay on your belly anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Because now you have the child and you know, it's a like cluster feeding and, you know, yeah. and the contact naps and and then, you know, after like doing this for like several hours mm-hmm. a day and at night, and then again, and then yeah. next day, right? You probably and don't want like, a dog on top of you as well. <laughs> and, you're, and you're touched out, right? Like you're like, okay, I really need a break now from like people touching me. Yeah. Or, and then the dog comes there and the dog is like, well, now it's my turn. And then you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so what I really want, what people like, I know that this sounds a little bit harsh, but just like be a little bit mindful like when you like just like really teach your dog that a little bit of separation when you're pregnant Mm -hmm. is good and it's just like you know sometimes it means that if you were sitting on the couch maybe the dog is on the floor or maybe they're on their spot on the couch right like it's Mm -hmm. you're not always together together because Mm -hmm. that's going to be really hard on you and your dog yeah and and then you know some of the dogs bark right like demand barking like like like, you know (laughs) my turn Mm-hmm. And then, and then, of course, you're you're you have this sensory overload from all the crying, and and you know sometimes it's just like you know sometimes it's just like you juggling all the things, like mm-hmm. right, like that the, the parent, uh, the other parent is back at work, and it's just gets uh, and you know some my one of my kids was colicky, you know it was like like no sleep for like days, right? It was just Aww. like so hard. So you you get to a point where you really need a break from everything. So teach your dog to be okay alone whether they have like a their crate that they love or their dog bed that that can be behind a dog gate dog gate um baby gate and and this is even more important when the child is crawling because or when you have visitors with kids like even if people know my dog and they know that she's well trained and i'm a trainer most of my friends who are not dog people they they ask me like okay you know can we put her somewhere else uh, somewhere else because she's so big because you know like because she licks my child or even if she was not really licking but she's not really into it but like you know kids get scared right and not everyone wants to have like like you have three dogs like three dogs join a play date, right? Of like, right. Like, like two or three six-month-old kids. And then like, okay, yeah, let's have like a joint play date. Most parents are going to be like, well, I actually it's came here to like relax, right? And right. Like, let, let the kids hang out and not be like, oh my God, 
Well, also for you as the parent, I mean, it's like you obviously never want to leave a dog alone with a child or baby. And so if you're having your dog involved the whole time, then you're having to be extra attentive and extra supervision. Mm -hmm. And I know that like I just had my nephews over to come see the baby and we had the dogs behind the gate um, because it was another thing to pay attention to. And I mean, then you have like the kids with the little food and like my dog Whiskey thinks that kids with food is the best thing in the entire world because she could just snatch it and they don't do anything Uh so uh it's just having those extra measures in place not only preparing them but like it also kind of gives you like a little bit of a breather too for sure yeah I mean it's for for your sanity I I honestly have no idea how people function without baby gates like I I I cannot imagine yeah right like I still use them like right it's just like it just makes your life like you you need that like how I do it just for me like my daughter is six and I still put a gate up like you all y'all need to stay here I need you. This is my mental break. Is literally yeah. the gate. Is my Don't mental break. Don't cross this boundary. Do not sure. cross my mental break. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean we used to like you know we like my kids like they, they they like build something right and then the the dog comes over and yeah she loves them of course they're older so I'm not it's not like I'm worried. Which they don't want her there. So I put mm. them in this, like, then now I use the baby gate for them sometimes because, yeah. they, like, all the Lego is there. And then we got a puppy. So, of course, like, you know, right. we're using more gates again. Wow. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I will say that, like, before the baby came, again, this is something that, like, I love what you do because you share so much, so much of such a wealth of knowledge. But before the baby came, we had the gates installed well in advance. So the dogs Mm -hmm. were getting used to being on a separate side from us. And now that we have it up in the middle of the house, like we, we used it for ourselves before the baby was even here. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, and doing that in in advance, I think of people, people don't necessarily always think about, and that's why I love what you do. So would you be able to tell our listeners a little bit more about how your dog and your baby situation inspired you to kind of create something to help everyone with their new babies and dogs? Yes, absolutely. Um, After I had my kids, uh, you know, I I was back at work a few months later and I started naturally working with families and um, I lived in San Francisco. So I was able, but you know, I worked part time because now I had my kids and my dog and and my family. So I I couldn't really help everyone. There was definitely way more demand than um, that. I could, I could, I couldn't help everyone, even, you know, the people that were reaching out to me. So I started with a friend of mine, we started working on, um, I mean, I, I don't remember if we had a name for it, but let's say, you know, it was like the foundation for dog meets baby. And it, it was later very, very helpful. Um, and we were working on it when my kids were at preschool and her daughter was napping. So you can imagine that the naps were always shifting because we started oh, working gosh. when she was like six months old. And then we worked until she was 18 months old. So it was like, like it was always a different schedule. Yeah. And sometimes we had to cancel and sometimes, you know, so we're kind of working on this. And, um, and then the pandemic hit. And... Mm-hmm. Um, my kids were home with me and uh, it was uh, it was interesting it was definitely different because i i couldn't work in person and at first i, re- I wasn't really doing online sessions so i had even if the kids were home i just felt like i should do something productive with this time that i suddenly have yes and i just started uh, i i thought about it and I really liked Instagram. I still like it, but now it's more work. Back then, mm-hmm. it was just fun. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to start um, this project on, on Instagram, Dog Meets Baby. 
And I just started posting and I, a friend of mine, I hired her. She was a social media manager. So she helped me a little bit in the beginning and um, it just took off. I was, I was really lucky that one of the bigger accounts recommended me on, um, it was the 4th of July. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it was very, very helpful because then I suddenly gained many, many followers that were exactly the audience that I needed. Mm-hmm. Got it. And That's then, great. And then it just kind of, you know, like like people started discovering the account. And it just, just I really, I really didn't, I, at first I was posting more about activities for children, mm-hmm. like preschoolers. It wasn't even what I, but I, but people started asking questions. And what I realized was that there are so many moms, especially, mm-hmm. who are so anxious about the the first meeting. Yeah. And, and some of them were telling me like, labor, <laughs> I'm not worried about that, but yeah. my dog meeting my dog meeting my child. I cannot sleep at night. Well, it's your first baby and you want, you want your first baby and your new baby to be best friends. Especially if you know that dog runs and chases squirrels and, you know, know, barks at the mailman. I mean, or barks at little children. Right. I I think, you know, most people don't really realize, I I think because it just, it's a topic because of, I, I've been sharing so much, right? Like the, the predator reaction, but I don't think people knew about this back then. It was mostly like, oh, you know, my, my dog really doesn't like little kids or my dog mm-hmm. has never met a child. Like, I'm really yeah. worried. And, and and sometimes people have a dog that is generally reactive to people, like, you know, like just everyone and, mm-hmm. and has many other triggers and and people are worried that they might need to rehome that dog. Like, how, how can we make it work? So it was really, I just, it was, it was, um, it was a smaller account. So I could really talk to many people. And I just started discovering that this is what people really need. And because I had my personal experience and I really knew how I want this to look like, uh, like, you know, like, like looking back at my plan, I knew what I, what needs to be changed to make it really, really safe. So that's when I started, uh, um, I launched the, the first, it was back then it was called uh, the mini course. Now it's called the first meeting course. Okay. It's a short course that just focuses on this, like how to prepare your dog yeah. um, and how to introduce step-by-step their like different ways. That's where can, where can people follow you and kind of get that resource if they mm-hmm. want to go and check that out? The website is called dogmeetsbaby.expert. And then the Instagram, Instagram is like the, 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 the biggest one. Uh, it's dogmeets underscore baby. Okay. I'll make sure. I follow yeah. Me. And I, I cannot say enough amazing things about this, her wealth of knowledge, guys. I mean, you share such amazing content for people to take in. And I think that so many people are aware of the fact that they can prep their dogs ahead of time because of the things that you share. Um, and you have so many tips, not just for new parents, but for, for anyone that is, you know, they, they're dealing with their dog, with people coming over with like, with around children. Are there any um, tips that you could give to our listeners besides all the ones that you've shared with us, but kind of like a one last tidbit that you wish people would really know before seeing your page? Because I'm sure they're all going to jump to your page right after this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I would love to share that the introduction may not go as planned. And mm-hmm. But if you prepare your dog, if you prepare and train your dog, it's going to be so much easier later that it's going to, it's just, it's, it's like what you said, right? Like you, you had the gates earlier and, um, 
even like the simple thing can change it or your dogs are not sleeping in the bedroom. It's not like you have to change it forever, right? And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's never go- you're never going to sleep with your dog again. Like, and, and in some cases you can still sleep in your, with your right. dog if your child is somewhere else or there, there are options, right? So it's not, like, it's not like you have to follow this one plan. You can always figure it out so it's safe. But I really think that having a plan for the like fourth trimester and preparing your dog, whether you carry a fake doll and and play Mm. the baby sounds, so your dog is familiar with all of it, Mm -hmm. it's going to make such a huge difference. I like one of the most popular posts is always about guilt and resentment. Mm. And what I see is like, of course, you know, you can still go for this. Like I, I definitely felt guilty because I didn't, you know, I stopped nose work with my dog right Right. like spending less time with her I think that especially the dog moms who are so oh yeah really right like so you're talking right to my heart right now (laughs) right it's just it's really hard it's really hard but it's temporary it's temporary and of course and you know and there's and and your dog still loves you and your dog still has a great time right like my dog like is definitely not upset and uh you know and having my kids now who do many stuff many things with her is great too but yeah you, you feel guilty but what I feel is that the resentment, especially, it really comes back to not having a plan for that yeah. for those first few months. Right. Like really like, like, you know, like, like maybe the introduction, that's where it stops. And then people kind of thought, oh, it's going, you know, it's going to be fine. Like, and now suddenly you cannot walk your dog because maybe yeah. you're, reco- you know, you're healing yeah. and, and, and maybe you had like a, you know, complications. Right. And it's just. And you'd never, like, no one is really prepared for the baby. That's like, right. How, right. How hard it's going to be. And mm-hmm. like, you know, how, how, like, I mean, the sleep deprivation, like that's just. Yeah. Tell I was telling, it. I just told Amber, <laughs> I just said the other day, I was like, I remember sitting on my chair post C-section and crying because I couldn't open the sliding door for my dog. Yeah. And I was so yeah. upset that I yeah. couldn't just get up and do what yeah. I usually do. And yeah. it was frustrating and very emotional. <laughs> yeah. Or just like, you know, give, even going for a walk, I had to wait until I was like really six weeks because I was like, yeah. well, she pulls me. Right. Like, yeah, I, yeah. like that's just, I, I'm not going to have that strength. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are just so many things. So yes. Um, uh, it's, you're never going to have <laughs> that time that you have pre baby. Yeah. It's, it's, it's much harder, especially when you have a newborn, right? Like there is no way you're going to have this energy to train the, and so like, work on this. Like you're exhausting. And later your priorities might change, or maybe you will mm-hmm. have a second child really soon after the mm-hmm. first child, right? And it's just going to be like, you know, you're going to be in that baby phase for, for a little bit. So just train and prepare before because you're, yeah. you're never going to regret this. Like if, if people tell me one thing is that they regret that they had not done something. Like I right. wish I had done more. I hear it all the time. Yeah. yeah. That, that's such a good point. And I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's something people tend to forget about, I think for sure. So I really hope that this kind of encourages and inspires people for sure. And that they can go to your page, dog meets baby on Instagram and your website, which has amazing resources for any new parents um, and even people who already have kids. I know you have some yeah. resources for older kids mm-hmm. as well with dogs, which is extremely important, I think, for everyone to, to check out. Because even if you don't have a kid or you want a kid in the future, you are going to come across kids with your dogs at some point yes. you know, in your life. So I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, and I know that your stuff has been 
really encouraging for me as a new mom, which has been <laughs> super helpful. Um, and yeah, just like you said, things did not go as I thought they were going to go when I first brought the baby home. And yeah. recovery is not going the way that I want it to go. But um, I'm really grateful that my dogs are flexible and they adjust. Yes. And that's something I think we don't give our dogs enough credit for either is that they, you know, like we were talking earlier with Chrissy, my dogs are just hanging out with me and that's what we're doing today. And I feel a little, I feel guilty about it, but they seem pretty content. So I, I should be, right. I should be okay yeah, with and that. They will. <laughs> and, and that's what many people share that the dogs actually, you know, adjust and, and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you may it's feel just guilty, a season. but they, they may also, it's just a season. They may, yeah. they may enjoy having you at home and just like, yeah. you know, like, like instead yeah. of like tra- training every day, they might be like, that's actually nice too, right? Like we're yeah. all at home and yeah. it's, so it's just like, like, I, I always tell everyone, like, don't like feeling guilty, like, like our life has, our lives have changed. And, and, you know, it's just like their lives have, ch- have changed too. It's not like we yeah. chose it. Like, you know, it's just like, it's just, it's an adjustment for everyone. That's right. That's, That's this so has true. Been, this has been so awesome. I just want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast. And I am really excited to have you on this, on this podcast so people can learn from you because you're incredible. And if you guys haven't checked out her Instagram, check it out. It's dog meets underscore baby. Guys, it's such a wealth of knowledge. Even if you don't have a baby, like you're not going to, you're not going to not learn something. You're going to learn something from their page. It so might even just- help your dog with children. If even if you don't have kids, so like yeah. you're going to run into children probably in your everyday yes. outings and things like that as well. So it's a wealth of knowledge. This has been awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing all of this with us and your story, which honestly, like, look, look what ended up happening because of it. So it's something that ended up being a great resource. I know. I'm, I'm like, in a way, I'm grateful that it happened to me, right? Because I I knew what to do with it. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Well, thank you again for coming on. We are so grateful for you coming on the show and uh, we hope that everybody enjoyed this episode and be sure to go check out dog meets baby to learn all about Dominica and all the amazing stuff she's got going on. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. Bye. That was a great episode. I especially loved listening to you, Amber, talk to Dominica and just share your experiences there. And I know Riley is probably a handful right now, but I'm so excited for you. Before we move on, because we have something really exciting, this is about our followers and our listeners. We have some questions to take that you have submitted. So let's get right to it and see what we can do to help you out. All right. Our first question is Jasmine from New York City. Hi, Chrissy and Amber. I know you both love spending quality time with your dogs. Can you share some unique and fun activities that you enjoy doing with your own pets? I'm always looking for new ways to bond with my fur baby. All right. Well, that's a really great question. I love to do a lot of different things with my dogs. To be honest, I don't do certain things as much as I wish I could. That's all because of work and life and travel. However, some of the things that I love to do that you would consider quality time is I love to do trick training. I wish I could get more time to do some more things like that, but I really do enjoy hiking. That's something that I really look forward to with my dogs. Or there is a local field nearby that we take, like it's a soccer field and it's a really nice local place to go to. But I just like to go out there and sometimes we just like throw Frisbee or just hang out. My dogs just get to sniff around and kind of get there. As I learned recently, people call it a sniffari. 
which is yeah. really fun. <laughs> That's so true. And I think that um, Snafari is a great leadoff point because something fun, especially with the lower activity that my dogs and I are having right now, um, is sometimes I just like to let them lead me on a walk and decide where we're going for a walk as long as it's safe. Um, but we'll just kind of like let them decide the path that we're going on a walk. And I find that to be really interesting because my dog Tucker always takes us to the coffee shop down the street because they have treats and food there. So um, oh, I love he's, that. He's pretty predictable um, to find out which way we're going. And my dog, Whiskey, always takes us to like the little nature trail by our house where all the critters are. But it's really fun to see like what they want to do on our walk and which way they want to go. And I think it's just a fun, unique way to get to know each of their personalities a little bit more. This next question is from Michael in Miami. He says, hey, guys, I'm curious how often you bathe and groom your dog. My dog tends to stink. In Florida, we have lots Mm. of humidity and he gets real stinky real fast. What do you guys like to do about grooming? Well, Michael from Miami, um, I used to live in Miami and my dogs stank when they lived there. I'm not going to lie. Actually, my dog Oakley got like the worst paw bio when he lived there. He still does if it's hot outside. Yeah, because you know how dogs sweat through their paws? Yeah. Well, when they sweat all the time from their paws, it gets kind of stinky. So I guess that Frito Frito smell. No, it's like B.O. They say it (laughs) smells like Fritos. It's supposed to be a good thing. Well, guys, Oakley's feet smell bad, I will say. (laughs) But um, so I actually, it depends on the type of dog for sure. Um, But I know it with at least Oakley, most of his smell comes from his feet. Um, And so I will like use specific wipes and like paw, you know, like, cleaners um Mm -hmm. but when it comes to grooming the entire dog it depends on how how stinky they are my how often do you bathe them yeah my long-haired dogs get a bath maybe every month or two my -hmm. short-haired dog gets a bath at least once a month because he gets gross so yeah is that interesting so I was just thinking about this with my husband like um he's like why is it that Beasley who's shorter coated will like be grungier sooner yeah. than these long coated dogs that have a lot of layers and you would assume yeah. it just gets all up in there but the truth is that like you know well I think it's cuz his coat gets a little oilier quicker mm-hmm. and so he doesn't have like a protective coat over that coat yeah well it's and interesting so it's to like, think maybe like the stuff gross. gets caught like I know with my longer hair dogs, if they get stuff in their hair, it will like come off as they run around. But maybe with the short haired dog, it just gets more on the skin. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I feel the same way. Like bathe once a month, right? And then brush, like for me, I probably brush twice a week. I probably should do it more. And I'm the worst because short haired dog more for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Because he he sheds like crazy. Oh, so like the longer haired dogs, I will have to brush, but like they, I could just do this with their hair and it will kind of like, right. 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 He gets gross. I understand Michael from Miami. My dog gets stinky too. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's like once a month for bathing a couple times a week for brushing if you can. But if you want to do specific things that I'm terrible at and Amber gets after me, like trimming feet, <laughs> I am really bad about that. My dogs are notorious to have grinchy feet, but I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, that was a good question though, because I think there is a lot of variety there depending on your dog and what's going on with them. Um, but it sounds like we're on the same page for the most part. All right. We have another question here. It is Tim from Dallas. Um, it says, hello, I'm a new listener and totally addicted to your show. Thank you, Tim. It's exciting. You You often mentioned training and activities you do with your own dogs. Can you share some fun activities that have also served as a good training exercise for your furry pals? Wow. That's That's a a very good question. I know it's a big, so many answers. I'll let you start off. 
Okay, I'll start off because I'll go with kind of the obvious ones. You know, we love to play Frisbee um, and we also do trick training. And so areas that is um, entertainment based, you know, just like it's fun, go off and do it with dogs actually ends up being great education for them and myself because we like to compete in Frisbee. So we're applying sort of that fun method of disc into competitive freestyle. And then with trick training, as Amber does as well, we use our trick training to also segue into live performances and our set work. So there is actually some great fun you have with your dog, but your dog is actively learning the entire way. Yeah. I love doing Frisbee and tricks and all that. And I think that, you know, sometimes people think like, oh, it's not necessarily something I can apply in my everyday life. But I know with trick training, it can be really helpful for just your bonding experience with your dog. And you might be surprised teaching your dog doing something like backup can be really helpful sometimes. But um, when it comes to training exercises that can kind of help your day-to-day life as well, I find doing a lot of like impulse control games can be really, really good mental exercise for your dog. So sometimes just having your dog like wait before you throw the toy and then telling them to go get it or having the toy or a treat on the floor and having them come to heel and walk with you to it. All of those things, they don't require a lot of space. They don't require a lot of like creativity because you're just doing basic exercises, but just increasing the difficulty a little bit more, like having them hold on to that excitement and that impulsive you know, impulsiveness that they have inside of them. And that could be a really good exercise for your dog's brain um, to really work on containing that and then being told to go and get it as soon as you tell them to. But I like to do those things with my dog, Whiskey, a lot because she is extremely impulsive, um, (laughs) very, very impulsive dog. So those are things that we try to do often, even just when we're playing fetch with a toy in the house so she can kind of learn to like Hold on a second. Listen to mom before you go totally bonkers. That was a really great question, Tim. And I hope that gave you some ideas to try with your dog. Well, that is the end for today's episode of the Dog Moms podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. We had such a great time with our guest today. Yes, we want to thank our amazing guest. Please go follow her. This is Dominica Nosalapado. And you can follow her on Instagram and her website. Yes. And we want to thank you guys for tuning in and for sending us your questions. We love to hear from you guys and learn all about your dogs. And if you like this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, follow, like, share all the good things. And you can also follow us on our social media accounts for more updates and more content. And don't forget to check out our website, dogtv.com slash the dog moms for more information. You guys can send us your questions there and you'll get more resources on all things dog moms, dog care, Just all the stuff you need to be a good dog mom. Until next time, stay positive and have a wonderful day with your furry friends. Bye. Bye.